Hello and welcome to Hardy Party at five and a half. How's it going, babe? I'm Batman. Oh dear. <laughs> Should I talk like this the whole episode? Please do not do that. You will be hoarse. Yeah. And people will not be able to understand everything you're saying. There's a fine line between Batman and Clint Eastwood. <laughs> there is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. already hurting. Okay, don't I'm going to stop that. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> How did Michael Keaton do that? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. That's interesting. We're talking Batman today, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. The way we started, you should probably know we're yeah. talking Batman. Right. Well, that voice came about because Michael Keaton made that choice. Really? In the 1989 first Batman movie. Really? Yes. And now they all had to do it after that? Well, it's kind of, yeah, they kind of all do it now. And then Christian Bale and uh, Christopher Nolan kind of went crazy with it in the third movie where you could barely understand him. Christian Bale looks like he put something in his mouth to almost help him create that look. I don't know. Like some kind of bite in the back that yeah. makes it makes it easier to make that sound. I don't know. Well, he would he would do the voice like that, but then Christopher Nolan would have the sound guy even up it more. Oh. And he did it progressively through the three movies until the third movie where you can't really understand what Batman's saying. You know, that's the problem. I need to have closed captions and on. And it's weird. Christopher, no- Christopher Nolan does that in a lot of his movies where he lets the sound go and yeah. you, sometimes you can't understand without hmm. having the... Yeah. So, anyways, well, that's good to know that he's doing that on purpose, and I'm not just getting old, even though I'm just getting old. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Michael, I was reading Michael Keaton did it to show like this different persona, this different identity that was inside Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. He's like when he becomes when he dresses as Batman, he becomes a different person. Okay. And that allows him to do yeah the crazy things that Batman does. Yeah. So that was kind of a acting choice on his part. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just the way we see Batman. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see him any other way because he can't talk in his regular voice. Everybody would know who he is when he goes to some of those parts. Well, yeah. And you can kind of tell if I can see half of someone's face, I would probably tell you're. But you're a good superhero. at that. Yeah. I mean, not just superheroes, but I can show you like the corner of someone's forehead and you're like, oh my gosh, Aubrey Hepburn or whatever. I don't know how you know all that. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn? I don't know where that came Wow. Okay. <laughs> I kind of am good at that. I you think are, I'm just, I'm good, good visually. Yeah. yeah. I'm a visual learner. So. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So Rebecca, mm-hmm. this is, we're just in my sweet spot today. I'm going to nerd out today. Um, yeah. We're going to talk Batman. Okay. We have a special guest who's a comic book artist, a great comic book artist. Yeah. Who we're going to talk to in just a little bit mm-hmm. to give us even more Batman flavor. <laughs> but <laughs> Batman flavor is that? I got to hashtag that and trademark it. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with some history of Batman. Okay. Are you totally psyched for this? Are you ready? So psyched. Are you like a Batman fan? I, I do. I really like yeah. Batman. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like Batman. If you were to ask me like what superheroes I like the best, um, I think, I think Spider-Man and Batman are up there. Okay. Yeah. They're probably top, top. Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, I like just, he's funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like his personality, that silly personality, of course, and, but I think what's intriguing to me, I don't know, this is just a regular old person talking here that doesn't have, like, all the background history yeah. that you have, but I do like that he is complex. Who, Batman? Yes. Yeah. Batman is complex, there's a lot going on, and I think what makes him complex is that he is fully human, mm. 
um, unlike other superheroes that have the superhero power, I feel like they are not fully, maybe they are fully human, but they also have so many other things going on in their mind. But Batman's like trying to reconcile all of that. Yeah. Okay. So just the common man who happens to have the opportunity to be a vigilante. Right. Yes. I mean, if Morgan Freeman lived in our garage, <laughs> we could do a lot of things, right? Like We would have, have some... great voiceovers for the show. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> That's true. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we need to talk to him, see if he'll live in our garage. Can you put a button in my CRV that <laughs> basically I hit it? And Morgan Freeman answered. Okay, here's the thing. On Wazy, the, the traffic app, mm -hmm. you can pick Morgan Freeman's voice. Oh, really? And it, he doesn't give you, like, detailed instructions, but he'll say, turn left. Oh. I'm, I'm, I don't have a Morgan Freeman, but yeah. he'll tell you how to get there you as Morgan Freeman. Okay, so some Batman history. Yeah. He was um, created just after Superman. Okay. Superman's the big one in 1938-39. That kind of starts the whole superhero mm -hmm. thing. So now companies, magazine companies, comic book companies are, because before that it was like, you know, horror stuff and detective stuff and not really superheroes. So now we have superheroes. So now they're looking for any superheroes. So they go to uh, Bob Kane, who had come up with this character called Batman. Now I'm going to show you his first sketch of Batman. Does that okay. look like Batman? No. Okay. His looks first, like Aquaman. I know. His first sketch, he is... In, a, in red tights with a yellow belt, black little pants, and he had black wings that stuck out and didn't come back in. And he was blonde-headed. Yeah. So that was the first sketch. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, it debuted right after Superman. Mm -hmm. And then Bill Finger was an artist that started working with Kane. And he was like, okay, I'm not sure about this look for this guy. So he's the one that brought in the cowl that we know now mm -hmm. and the ears and gloves and they also gave him the alter ego of bruce wayne oh okay. so bill finger is responsible for that you gotta have bruce wayne you can't yeah, have that man with that bruce wayne right exactly i mean so in 1940 robin joined in which became his sidekick uh -huh. which now we have sidekick for every superhero now everybody needs a sidekick and it really started out he had a gun back then and batman did yeah and through the years he's not doing guns anymore except ben affleck's version did but now we kind of yeah, look at. Like, I didn't think he liked guns. Well, at the beginning, he used guns, and it was like more gangster, grittier kind of stories, like, and a lot of detective work. So yeah. that's how he started. But does <clears> that go back to his origin, like the the alley with the parents and that kind of? Well, yeah, that's kind of where that with that the way his origin with his parents getting shot and all that. That's when they started going. Okay, maybe he wouldn't like guns. Oh, okay. So through the years, it became yeah, that, yeah. he doesn't want to kill anybody and he doesn't want to use guns. That makes sense. So you bring in Robin and it gets a little lighter because it was pretty. It, like I say, it was gangster, grittier yeah. stuff then. So in the nineteen, this is through the nineteen thirties and forties. In the nineteen fifties, it was starting. People were starting to think like parents and stuff were like, "This is too violent." Oh. So they started writing him more like sci-fi stuff and like more outlandish, like rainbow villains and just all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. And that's in the 50s is when we got Batgirl and Batwoman, actually. And they were actually, uh, there was some romance between Robin and Batgirl and between Batwoman and Batman, as okay. they should. They have yeah. the same name. Of course. They're basically married. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so then in the 60s, what's interesting is 
the comics were about to fail. Like, sales were, like, really bad. And they were about to cancel the whole title. Really? Until, in the mid-60s, the Adam West Batman TV series came out. What? And it's the real campy, like, cheesy. But yeah. I, st I still love I grew up watching that after school every That's day. That's the one with, like, the giant bomb on the bottom of that helicopter going to... Yeah, and he's running like around maybe. the pier yeah. trying to throw the money and all that. I mean, just totally outlandish, but also awesome. Especially yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Um, and when we talk to Jacob later, he just talks about... For him, the animated series is the first time he saw Batman moving around. Yeah. So for me as a kid, seeing Batman, even though it was kind of cheesy, seeing Batman move around is the first time from the comic pages I'd seen him moving. Yes. So I think that was something that kind of enthralled me too. So in the middle of all that, there's an editor called Julius Schwartz. And he reintroduced like the old villains. He brought back villains, you know, like... Mm -hmm. The Joker and the Riddler, he brought all those guys back, and he made it more of a detective story again, unless it, it had gotten so violent that parents didn't want people to watch it yeah, or read it. So then that's when, is this, in the 60s is when we got the, I've got like a, this is from Montana. <laughs> it's a play on the Batman logo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's where we got the yellow Batman logo that we think of now, yeah. like the bat signal kind of thing. Okay, that went until the 60s? Yeah. Wow. It was in the mid in the sixties that we got that big movement. Okay, so in the seventies we had Denny O'Neill was the writer and Neil Adams, who was one of my favorite artists. Um, they brought in Batman, and it was more socially conscious. They would do, you know, they would talk about race relations and all different types of things. <laughs> and they brought back the gun again, and oh. Batman was using the gun again. So again, a little more grittier. We're getting gritty with Batman again. Yeah. And if you, Neil Adams to me is just draws some of the best Batman stuff. So if you just Google that, Neil Adams, Batman, you're going to see some amazing artwork. Um, and they brought the Joker back, but they made him more like psycho, a psycho killer more than just a clown funny guy. Yeah. Who so, played the Joker then? Uh, well, this is in the comics. Oh, in the comics. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the campy version, it's Cesar Romero. Okay. And it's funny because he had a big mustache, and if you look really close in the TV series, you can tell that they put white makeup over his big mustache, if you look really close. So, yeah. Um, so then in the 80s, we get a new iteration, and again, sales were down, so they were looking for something to get the title going again. It's just funny, you just think of these comic book heroes, and you don't think, oh man, they would have shut this whole thing down. Right, yeah, it's a big deal now. Yeah, they're so into our pop culture that you think, oh my gosh, this whole title almost yes. went away. It yeah. doesn't matter how many versions of Batman come out now, people are going to go see it, like right, it's yeah. such a thing. So in the 80s, Frank Miller did, and this is the one that probably has influenced more people these days and he did the dark knight returns and he did uh batman year one hmm. and again much more gritty his style is like it's almost like ink splots is how i would describe frank miller just very gritty and dirty and yeah and it was like a war world weary batman mm -hmm. like he was older and he didn't like anybody and just curmudgeon so um just a more cynical batman and huh. since then, and then you throw in the Michael Keaton Batman in the 80s, and you've got, like, more of a, he's gotten more, like, mental. Like, there's a psychological thing going on of why he has these two personalities and two identities and all that. So in the 1990s through now, 
we're kind of used to the psychologically damaged multi-persona because we talked about the voices and Michael Keaton using a voice and Christian Bale using a voice. Yeah, yeah. And even Pattinson is using a voice. And I think even with the Pattinson movie that just came out, we've gotten even further into like this, just this damaged guy that's he's doing good things, but he's damaged from his childhood and mm-hmm. things that he's been through. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's how we relate to him too, is like we've all had things in our past that we have to deal with. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's drawing in the touchy feely side of, yeah. of other people too, where you just maybe I'm not all into the history of it, but I can appreciate a good backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so before we have jacob on to get yeah. even more batman i wanted to talk about the cost of being batman okay i found this on the internet i just thought it was so funny oh, okay so it's the cost of being batman um his custom gra- graphite cow would cost one million dollars what his retinal projection system which wait, wait, every batman is, yeah what is bruce wayne's real job he is, is real like, estate well his dad made a lot of money and okay. his, like he grew up in money, but yeah. he owns Wayne Enterprises, which is just a big company that like owns most of Gotham. We don't know what. Okay. They, they're just big wigs in yes. Gotham okay. that, that own a lot of the town. Okay. So. Like Disney. Yeah. Kind of like, like Walt Disney. <laughs> it's Walt Disney with an attitude. That's who Batman is. <laughs> okay. 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 So his retinal projection system would be $10,000. Every Batman needs that. That's cheaper than the other thing? Okay. Yeah. We're basing this on Christian Bale's Batman. So okay. this is what, uh, his carbon fiber reinforcements are $1,150. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. His Kevlar body armor is $3,000. Totally can do that. Okay. Other than the cow, that's a million dollars. I'm in. Yeah. So far. Right. And we got, well, we have Morgan Freeman in the garage that can help me. <laughs> um, his Kevlar elbow pads, $150, okay. pocket change. Yeah. Um, let's see, his forearm blades that hang off his gloves are 1000 That's nothing. His Kevlar gloves are $150 piece. Okay. We so can do this, babe. Yeah. yeah. Um, his ultrasonic bat attractor is $1,000. That's a bat attractor. I don't know. Okay. Um, and his Kevlar. They don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to attract bats. Attract no. Well, maybe that's because in the movies, he there's times where he has the bats come. He, he summons stuff. them. So yeah. it's dramatic. Don't need that. We yep. can mark that one right off the list. And his Kevlar custom boots are one thousand dollars. Okay. Okay, I have a bit of trivia before we go. A little movie movie trivia that you can use. Okay. In the original Batman with Michael Keaton. The shoes under his boots were Air Jordans, by the way. No, just painted it? black. Oh, yeah. how funny. Anyways, I saw that while I was researching. <laughs> okay, now we get into the tumbler, which was this Batman's car of choice. Yeah. That was $18 million. Oh. So now we're getting a little pricey. I probably can't afford that right we're now. Priced out. Yeah. We're going to have to get something a little different. We can just paint our CRV black. I'll take the bat binder then. It's fine. I'm... Yeah. We can just paint the CRV black. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. His bat pod is $1.5 million, which is basically his motorcycle. Oh, yes. That thing is cool. Yeah. The bat, which is his plane, is $60 million. I want that. I want that. Of all this, I still want the tumbler. But the bat, the... The plane is pretty cool, too. You want the tumbler? That's so not practical. Where are you going to park that when you go to Walmart? You can park it anywhere you want no, to. you can't. You can ride over cars. 
Nobody cares at Walmart. It's not oh, yeah. practical. You can't even put groceries in it. Sure you can. No, you need the plane. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. You take the plane to the store, I'll take the Templar to the store. Okay. Okay, then you have Wayne Manor, which he's got to run. Mm. That's going to cost about $37,000 a year. Um, with the Batcave and Wayne Manor, that's about $600 million a year. Wow. And you're paying Alfred, which he's getting about 80000 as a butler. Okay. And then as an estate manager, he's getting about one hundred fifty k. Wow. Not he, bad. That's He's doing all right. Plus, free he place has to live. a place for his life. Yeah. Exactly. Just like Morgan Freeman's living. He's got a free place to live. Yeah. We're not paying him anything, though. Uh, <laughs> and then you have just various gadgets, over $10,000 worth of weapons. You have his training, his bat training and education costs, maybe 200 k His military pilot training, because he's got to fly the bat wing, right? Yeah. So that's 500000 His special firearms training is about 500000 His engineering degrees, because how are you going to come up with all this if you don't know how to build it? Right. Another 500000 That's a cheap, that's kind of a cheap school, though. But anyways. Okay, so you want to know the total price total of price. being Batman. Total price of being Batman. What do you think it is, if you add all that together, Rebecca? I, I'm not, I can't do math that fast, but I'm going to say $500 million. Very close. $682 million. Wow. To be Batman. And we can just take that bat binder thing right off. So that'll knock us down a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that'll knock us down 1500 so <laughs> That's quite affordable. Uh, well, that's quite impressive. Yeah. I mean, almost impressive is Jacob Edgar. He was our guest today on our podcast. And a little side note of something else that he's impressive at is that he is a dad of 21-month-old triplets. So you talk can, about a superhero, right? He is the real superhero here, yeah. but we are excited to have him on to talk all things Batman. You want to know how to be a comic book artist. This is your guy. Please enjoy this interview with Jacob Edwards. How are you doing? I'm doing good. The house is weirdly quiet. I have, um, so my wife and I have 21 month old triplets. So she took them to grandma's house while I'm doing this. So it's weird to have so much silence. My, oh my gosh. gosh. That could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. Triplets. Oh my God. Yeah. Two, uh, two girls and a boy. That is so cool. So you're probably just enjoying sitting in the silence. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You actually we don't have to talk. I mean we can just, we can sit. just let you sit. Yeah. yeah. I'll just nap for a while. So my glad. wife my wife is very jealous that she's that I'm here with silence and she's off with the babies. Tell her oh, that's awesome. Tell her we'll interview her next. Me and a mom of three okay. three yeah. babies that they are twenty one months older. That is a lot. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. they're all running around. Oh yeah, they get into everything, climb on everything. <laughs> They, they, did they well. climb on top of each other and help each other outdoors? Yeah, there is some of that, especially with the girls. The girls are identical, so they have kind of a hive mind and help each other do stuff. <laughs> what are their names? Oh, man. Uh, the girls are Elise and Lily, and the boy is Jude. Oh, I love that. That is so Thanks. great. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could give you a break today. Right. Yeah, I appreciate it. Text your wife and tell, him, tell her it'll take about three hours. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> order a pizza hang we out. Know yeah. all the tricks our parents our kids are grown we know all the tricks yeah. <laughs> yeah. so jacob thank you for taking time to us with us today obviously you have your hands full at home right now you just have your precious dog behind you but we think thanks for taking time to talk to us today about sure thank you for having me yeah we're super excited about this my husband here is big time comic guy and i'm yeah. sure he's got some okay. comic books that he we're in the attic for a while and some that probably were thrown away that he's sad about that. Oh, there's a lot uh, I'm sad about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot okay. that you're sad about. So before we talk all things Batman, tell us a little bit about you. You just told us you are a dad of three 21-month-olds. Yes. Is, so tell us a little bit about you and where you're from and then how did you grow up loving comic books? Where'd that come from? Um, so I grew up in South Georgia, just south of Savannah. Um, I okay. live in Richmond Hill right now, which is just outside of Savannah. And comic books have basically been around me my whole life because my dad, my dad was a fan of the Adam West Batman show. And oh, then yeah. he kind of got reinvigorated into Batman when that first Michael Keaton movie came out in the 80s that was so big. And so he had started buying comics, I guess, because we just had them in the house. And I had two older brothers as well. So I remember getting comic books read to me like as bedtime stories with my dad. So they were always around. And um, then I got into cartoons and they're just always with me, basically. Yeah. Okay. What are the first like superhero cartoons you remember? It's definitely Batman. Batman, the animated series. Oh, um, yeah. I was really into the Spider-Man animated series as well. X-Men a little bit, but Batman and Spider-Man were the main ones in the 90s when I was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, before you get too far into Batman, do you know who the Savannah Bananas are? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Team? Like, this is the Dancing Umpire shirt. We interviewed a few of those guys not too long ago. So when you oh, said, awesome. I said, I wonder if he knows who the Bananas are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been in a couple of years with the babies and COVID yes. and everything. But yeah, it's yeah. a ton of fun to go see them. Oh, my gosh. We just saw them in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago. What? A oh, on the tour? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What a fun show. I when we saw them in Sugarland too. It, they're just incredible. We just had so much fun with that. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up with comics. When did you realize like I'm I want to be a comic book artist? I want this to be my career. Uh I was around eleven and comics, like being in grocery stores, how they were when I was younger, had gone away. Um, like pulling stuff off the old spinner racks, they called them. Oh yeah. Um, but I did in a Kroger grocery store in the magazine section, a comic book caught my eye. It was Batman 597 and the cover grabbed me and I picked it up. And then um, from there, I actually ended up, my dad was like, you know, you can subscribe to this. They can, the Batman comics will come in the mail. I was like, really? So he paid for that and I was getting Batman in the mail. And it was only a few issues in. I got the first issue of the story arc, um, Batman Hush was batman oh, yeah. uh and that was drawn by jim lee and that was the one that hit me that made me think uh i want to draw comic books and i want to draw like this guy draws which i don't i don't really draw like jim lee at all at, <laughs> at, at this point but that was what inspired me and made me want to do it yeah okay for me i didn't end up becoming a comic book artist but i was totally like you like the spinner ranks i would look through everything yeah my guy was john byrne i don't know if you okay yeah, Fantastic Four and all that. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to draw just like him. And there was a time that I was like copying everything he did, you know, right. 
but then came up with my own style. So I yeah. can totally relate of like that artist that just captures your imagination, just the way oh, yeah. the way they view things, the way they draw things. So cool, so cool. Yeah. So you <laughs> mentioned you don't draw like Jim Lee. How would you describe right. your style? Uh, it. I think I ended up going in a more cartoony direction. So yeah. I went back to one of my original influences, I guess, from the animated series that was all designed by Bruce Timm. So Bruce Timm's a huge influence. Um, Jack Kirby, who's an old Marvel guy from the 60s, created half of Marvel. Um, those are probably the main ones. And then guys like Darwin Cook, um, David Mazzucchelli. There's a long list, but those are probably the main ones. That's awesome. Are you just going to like listen to this while you fall asleep? I mean, you're saying all these names that I've heard him say. For you so heard these names? That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. He is loving this. I'm sure of it. So, you can, you go. <laughs> I'm only going to get a couple of questions in here. So, so, I guess my question is like, why Batman? Of all things, like, what, what do you love about Batman in particular? Um, well, first off, he just has the coolest costume. <laughs> Batman's the coolest, he has the coolest look. He's the most fun to draw. The pointy ears, the dark shadows, the cape, and all of that. But I think you get hooked on him as a kid because he's basically like a kid's fantasy adult. Like he lives in this giant house. He's super rich. He has a giant dinosaur in his clubhouse and a giant computer and a rocket car. <laughs> and like he's the smartest guy the best fighter in the world he's like uh he decided to become a superhero as a child and then he basically became a child's ideal superhero and then as you get older you get into like the pathos and the emotional weight of like who batman is inside so it's a combination of all of that stuff yeah absolutely well, yeah i think it's it's a little bit like you're saying it's maybe this could happen do you know what i'm saying like yeah it's a little far-fetched, but maybe some rich guy somewhere is doing this. Yeah, if Elon Musk tried yes. hard, he could be Batman. I could yeah. totally see him getting in a costume and doing things. Totally. There's, there's no doubt. You gotta have a little crazy. He probably guy. has a rocket car already. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Probably does. He oh, kind gosh. of has a superhero name. I mean... Elon Musk, that's yeah. perfect. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I the mean, alter ego. I could go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned like the character of Batman and like it, he's been around for over 80 years now, but yeah. he's been through different iterations. So I want to find out which one you prefer, because some people prefer different types of Batman. Like even, we'll get into the movies too. which Batman you like, which mm -hmm. my kids are always asking me, which, which one's your favorite Batman? Yeah. So 30s, he started out more of a gritty detective comics. And then right. in the 60s, it got more sci-fi and campy. And then which kind of correlated with the TV series because that became so popular. Sure. And then 70s is back to gritty and like more socially conscious with Neil Adams and uh, Denny O'Neill. And then in the 80s until now, he's like, it's more the like psychologically damaged multiple personas that we've seen in the movies and stuff. So what, yeah. what's like your Batman? You said, you said you grew up with the 60s Batman. Is he still your favorite or do you have another favorite? My sweet spot's somewhere in between. Like... I think sometimes, especially from the 80s on after Dark Knight Returns and the Keaton movies, I think Batman at times has gotten too far on the deep end, too dark and dreary. Yeah. So I think there's a sweet spot between the 60s, 70, 
kind of fun swashbuckling adventure Batman and then a little bit of the darkness, which the animated series had a good blend of those kind of tones. But so I fall somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite Batman? Ah, I'm so on the spot. <laughs> okay. I don't know which one. I, I, all I know is this is how I describe things. I just needed to tell you who the bad guy is to know like what, how, and it's the, it's the Batman movie where they have the two boats and he's trying to, you're going to blow up this one. Or okay. This so one. The dark night. Yeah. Christian Bale. That's, Christian Bale. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's probably my favorite Batman one right there. Is that, yeah. that's pretty dark, right? It's more realistic, yeah. but I don't think he's as like psycho as the Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's a little more off kilter. <laughs> yeah, like, and then crazy. Ben Affleck was kind of that. His Batman was kind of that way too, like shooting people and all that stuff, like ultraviolet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, and I'm shocked to say this, I liked Pattinson. Like the kids are giving me a hard time that I like Pattinson the best. Yeah, I, I really, I just love that movie. Like it to me, it just kind of immersed you in the story. Mm. Yeah, it had a great like atmosphere to it. I like that one. The the Bale movies are probably my favorite. He's probably my favorite Batman still, but they all have I would say they all have good parts. Even George Clooney and Val Kilmer had some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard to think. I can't. George Clooney. Oh yeah, man. yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. That is a hard one. I don't I don't know who our kids our kids are 24, 22, and 20. So they're not like little yeah. kids that you know they're they're, yeah. they're having somewhat of They are big time Christian Bale. Yeah, okay. Big okay. time Christian Bale. Yeah. And when I said Pattison after the latest movie, they I kind of got ostracized from the group. <laughs> they're like I care, apparently I'm still in. You're still in. I'm kinda <laughs> out. They don't quite trust me anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, um so you mentioned the animated series uh mm-hmm. batman the animated series and you had you just have the great voices of kevin conroy and mark hamill so yeah. what was that series like and how did that just get you more into batman for you uh i guess it gave me like that was my first exposure to batman I, as far as i can remember batman like moving and talking so to to this day um like batman and joker if i read a comic book those are the voices i hear like no offense to any of the actors who have played it in the movies or other cartoons but those voices have just imprinted imprinted and stuck with me like they're just so iconic and perfect for for those parts and it's so cool that doing voiceover conroy was able to do it like 20 years so he did it a long time oh yeah yeah and who yeah. ever think mark hamill would be the joker mm-hmm. did you know he was the joker no. in the animated series no. you didn't know that no idea yeah no idea <laughs> yeah do you meet a lot of people like this oh yeah oh yeah definitely okay. what do you mean like this okay sorry <laughs> yeah you talking, do you mean nerds so charming no i love it i love okay. that you love it i love yeah. that you love it yes and yeah okay he's always i mean he's the dad which you are probably the dad if you haven't taken your kids to a restaurant those restaurants where maybe there's like the the paper on the table and they give you crowns and your kids can color all over things but yeah well those around here and he's definitely the dad that's got batman with the cape flowing and the batmobile and all the things and the yeah i've done that comes over and wants to frame it and hang it on the wall and i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh what what dad can do this you are the cool dad you're going to be such a great party trick <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've done that and they have they have little superhero board books that they love to read and yeah i i didn't want to force things on them but naturally they're kind of gravitating towards it's kind of the culture of your family though yeah yeah like i've got superheroes up on the wall and they see me in here drawing things for marvel and stuff like that and they're like yeah 
Yeah, they're have, just picking have it up. Have you given your kids a superhero identity yet with name and attributes? Uh, no, no, yeah. I haven't done that. Our kids were a little older when you did that. You gave them, you gave them all superheroes. Yeah, you sketched yeah, them all. Did. And you gave them like what their attributes would be if they were superheroes and they're super like, cool. Their personality. Based on their personality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember. There you go. I forgot about that. Good <laughs> idea. Okay, did you ever, we're, we're talking about the campy stuff. Did you ever meet Adam West? We got a chance to meet him, oh gosh, oh, wow. three or four years ago at Comic-Con. Yeah. Okay. No, was, I never did. It was kind of funny, though. It was him and uh, what was... Uh, Robin's um, name. Yeah, Robin's name. Oh, Burt Ward. Burt yeah. Ward. They were in the... You just come through the little tent, and they're sitting there, and you take a picture with them. Yeah. Well, the kids are like, we're in line waiting, and we're like, do you think he'll do the bat dance for us? Like, with us. <laughs> like, we just wanted him to do this, not, like, dance with us. Right. So we come in, and Jake is our most, like, gregarious kid. So he's like, Mr. West, will you do the bat dance with us? Will you just do this? And he yeah. just went, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so we just stood next to him and took the picture. Then it got real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but you uh, Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. 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 had to ask those. It was worth the, sh- worth the shot. Yeah, it was worth it. We, we had to go for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think Batman is so popular still after 100 years? Like, we're still sitting here talking about it. Generations to come will. Generations past yeah. have. It spans the centuries. Why do you think so? Yeah, and it's crazy. He's kind of more popular than ever. It's I feel like him and Spider-Man are neck and neck for like number one right now. But I think it just goes back to what we're talking about. I mean, for a comic book character to endure, such a big part of it is the visuals. So Batman's got great visuals. And then all that stuff that we talked about with his character, whether you're getting into it for the the sort of like power fantasy, child fantasy of it, or the darkness and I think that helps Batman endure too, is Batman works in so many different ways. Like you can be campy and silly like the Adam West show. You can be dark and brooding. So everybody's got their own flavor of Batman that is totally valid and works. Yeah. So you mentioned Batman's one of your favorite to draw. What's who's some what are two or three other heroes that you like drawing the most? Um Superman's up there. I love drawing Superman. Um Hellboy, Spider-Man, uh, there's several. <laughs> Captain America, Wolverine. Mm. But yeah, Batman's number one. Yeah. Who's your favorite to draw? Oh gosh, I love Batman. Superman's cool. I really like I enjoy drawing Captain America. Captain America's kind of my guy. That's his favorite. Yeah, guy. that's that's kind of my guy. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what you've got. Um, I love your style. You're it's like a bold, like you have thick and thick lines, and I just love it. It's more of the cartoony style, and I I really love it. And that's kind of where I I started out more like John Byrne, cross hatching and all that. But now my style is more a lot more like yours, where it's very bold lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of okay. changed over the years. Yeah. So where can we find your work? And is there something you're working on right now that you can tell us about? Sure. Um. So the Best place to follow me is on Twitter or Instagram, and that's at JCB Edgar. So it's my first name without the vowels, then my last name. And everything I do goes on there. Everything that's coming out will get updated on there. Um, I think the next thing I've got coming out, I've been doing covers for the Darkwing Duck series. Oh, yeah. I've got six covers of Darkwing Duck. Number six, I think, is about to come out. 
Yeah. Um, and then in August will be the trade paperback, the collection, the first four issues of The Ones, which is a series I co-created with uh, Brian Michael Bendis. That comes out in August. Um, that'll be a big one. And then uh, we're also working on a book that we funded via Kickstarter called The Daring Double Life of Ace Adams. That's me and uh, Nate Cosby. It's a superhero all ages adventure, and that should be finished uh, and out by the end of this year sometime, sometime in the early fall, I think. Oh, that's oh wow. You're a bit on top of the three kids. You're busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Busy there's fun. other stuff that I can't talk about too. There's other stuff. Okay. Oh, oh, oh like teaser there. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. How does someone, Jacob, like, okay, you, you had similar growing up, both of you 11 years old or younger, just fall in love with this. Yet here you are creating comics, something he has really always wanted to do. What, what do you tell a young kid? How did you break into that? Like, I mean, there's some, one thing to want to do it. It's another thing to be doing it. Right. Um, in some ways, it's easier than it ever has been because of social media and putting yeah. yourself out there. But that also kind of makes it harder because now everybody across the world is getting in front of editors who are looking online. So it's yeah. not just you being out there. So um, but it just takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of dedication. You have to really love comics to get into it and to keep maintaining work in it. So I, I also went to art school. That's not necessarily the path for everybody. It worked out for me and I loved my time there. But um, that would be the biggest thing is somehow, whether it's school or on your own with YouTube videos and books and stuff like that, just honing your craft and putting it online, getting it in front of people or going to conventions and in person, getting it in front of editors. And um, they always say that the best way to get into comics is by making comics. So like make your own comics, make your own pages, books, and just get them out there and keep getting better. And, and if you're good enough to get published, somebody will find you at this day and age, they'll find you and, and work will come to you. So when you're creating and putting something out there, are you tagging like editors? Are you tagging like people you wanna get that in front of? Uh, I don't usually, I, I think there are people that do that. I always feel a little about yeah. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you just try and hope that you pick up enough steam that they start following you. And, following you. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, there, and there are editors, like how I got connected with um, Nate Cosby, who's been my longtime editor at Dynamite, is he'll actually post every now and then, I need an artist for such and such type of project, respond with samples. And so I was always responding to those tweets of his. And then eventually I did get up, get work that way. So there's stuff like that too. There that you go. Yeah, work. that's great. That's so yeah. fascinating. I think that is so awesome. We, we certainly appreciate you joining us and we're going to let you go so that you can order your pizza, <laughs> watch, but you can watch Enjoy. an old Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. And then let your wife know like three hours later that, Oh, I'm done, babe. She, yeah. Oh, it finally <laughs> is over. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She no walks more. back in the house and he's kicked back in a recliner with an empty box of pizza on his stomach. She's probably not going to be trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that could be bad. So Jacob, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. My husband's going to be on cloud nine for the rest of the day um he so fun just yeah loves your work and loves talking about it we appreciate all that you do yeah thank you thank you for having me this was fun yeah okay ha have a great day jacob enjoy your rest you all right <laughs> take care well that was awesome that was really cool yes you were kind of geeking out i was i could talk all day to jacob but i wanted him to get some rest before his kids came back home <laughs> you know what i'm saying we've been there we never had we've had three but not three at the same age
That's right. Yeah. And listen, when moms come into the salon, sometimes I tell them, you tell your husband I was running 20 minutes fine. You go get yourself a Starbucks on the way home. <laughs> You're going to need it. So maybe you'll take advantage of it. Or, you know, you never know. But what a life he has. I mean, getting able to do this for a living, it's been something you've always kind of dreamed of. And so that was a really- I'm living vicariously through him. You are. Yeah. That was super fascinating to me. I did, yeah. not, I did not know a lot of that. I just know the touchy-feely sides of the Batman that I- that I love. You, know? you have a better 360 view of Batman. Now. I absolutely do. Yep. S still don't think I need the Batfinder thing. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, let's go, man. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. Let's go <laughs> talk to Morgan Freeman in the garage and get this going. That's right. <laughs> okay. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Party, party, five and a half, over and out. We'll see you next time.